0: Welcome to the Grace Capital City podcast. We are a community of Jesus followers located in Washington, D.C., working to see God's kingdom come through worship, family, and justice. For more information about our church, go to gracecapitalcity.com. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this week's message. So the theme... Uh, For this evening taken from Galatians 4 that we've been hearing these readings from the Apostle Paul, he said, when the time, when the fullness of time, sorry, when the fullness of time had come, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. When the fullness of time had come, God sent Jesus to the earth. And it it seems, according to the Apostle Paul, that, that God was waiting for something very specific before the incarnation would occur. There was something he was awaiting on, and it is what Paul describes as being the fullness of time. I would not send my son until it was the fullness of time. Now, throughout the centuries, people have debated and ask the question, what was it about that time that made it the moment, right? Why was it 2,000 years or so approximately that God chose that specific moment to send his son, right? What made that so special? And, and very specifically, I've often asked the question, why not now? <laughs> like now seems like a really good time. Not, not sec- I think we would all agree looking around the world, we could use some more Jesus walking around on the earth. I think that we would get consensus on that, right? But the the other thing, if Jesus came now, I believe he would go absolutely viral, right? I mean, Dylan, Dylan, right, our college director, he could partner with Dylan, set up a YouTube channel and a TikTok channel, and they would create the most quality content that the world has ever seen. I mean, it would go, talk about going to the ends of the earth, right, Dylan? I mean, this would... Dylan did an amazing video last week. We announced our campaign goal, which we, we far exceeded, praise God. Um, but he did a, a live reaction video, like a YouTube live reaction video. Can you imagine Dylan doing a live reaction video to the feeding of the 5,000? Like that, <laughs> that is a reaction video I would like to see, like sitting there and say, like, okay. and they're still going, and they're still going, like the food, it just keeps coming, right? I would definitely, definitely share that thing, definitely retweet that thing so you think like why like that would be a really good way to get the gospel message out you know but Jesus didn't come now he came 2,000 years ago and he wasn't he wasn't born to a family of social media influencers in LA right he was born to a carpenter's family in a, in a seemingly obscure theologians and historians like why why was this the moment I mean Paul is so specific it wasn 't until the fullness of time had come that God would say this is this is it, this is the time and sometimes historians they 've come up with some some good practical reasons, right like some of it is around the Roman Empire, you know that was a day where the Roman Empire had more or less conquered most of the known world. And so that brought with it certain advantages. One of the advantages it brought was what was called the Pax Romana, which means the Peace of Rome. So even though they had militarily conquered the lands, there was a stability in the land, which meant you could travel relatively safely. Maybe that was the reason that God saw and thought, well, you know, this will help the word get out. The other thing Romans brought were they were pretty good engineers and so they they kind of established one of the first really extensive systems of roads so not only was travel safe but it was relatively fast back in those days so maybe that was the reason that god said yeah we got peace we got roads there was also a common language the lingua franca Somewhat because of the conquering of Rome, a lot of people were speaking a similar language. And so maybe that were the reasons why. There's these practical, simple reasons that you look at and you think, maybe is this time? And I have to say, whenever I think about that question, like, why did God choose that moment? Why was that considered the fullness of time? I always hear the voice of my old mentor. In my, in my ears, a man named Buddy Hoffman, you've heard me talk about. He was the uh, founder of the Grace Family of Churches back in the 1980s. And he would always, he coined this phrase and would use it a lot called adventures in missing the point. <laughs> and anytime he heard someone take a text and he didn't like without going with it, he would say, he'd say, Chris, that's adventures in missing the point right there. And I kind of, When we're grasping for these reasons, I'm like, I feel like that's what we're doing. It's like we we are walking down the road of adventures and missing the point because the fact is, I don't think God needed Roman roads any more than he needed TikTok to accomplish his purposes, right? And that when Paul is talking about the fullness of time, I don't think that's quite what he is referring to here, right? I actually think there is a deeper revelation about the nature of time and the nature of our understanding of what it means to trust God and follow God that we are invited in. And so I'm I'm, I'm reminded of the book of Ecclesiastes when I think about this. And Ecclesiastes, strangely enough, is one of my... Favorite books in the Bible. And one of the reasons I love it so much is because Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, of course, but it was written by Solomon when he was an older man. And so he's lost some of the the vigor. And uh, if you've read Ecclesiastes, certainly the optimism of youth (laughs) He's lost some of his energy, but what he's gained is some perspective. He, he has the wisdom of the years, right? And he's, he's kind of writing his reflections in the book of Ecclesiastes. And some of his reflections are pretty depressing, just to be honest. Uh, I don't agree with all of his reflections, but they're real to him. They're, tr- they're from the heart. And he gives us all these insights, looking back over his life, over, over what he's seen. One of the most really profound insights he offers is in chapter three, and it's about the nature of time. I encourage you to read it if you get a moment. Ecclesiastes chapter three—it's it's breathtaking. Uh, he, he first of all he says there is a time for everything. You remember that, and you probably remember the song, "The Carpenters." Is that right? You write this song. The birds. Okay, even better. I knew it was the something. But he says there's a time for everything heal and there's a time to heal. There's a time uh, to, to laugh and there's a time to weep, right? He, he sets up all these different contrasts and he doesn't exactly say what time it is, right? He doesn't say, you know, on the second Thursday of every month, that's when you weep. And then the, the first Monday at about 12 o'clock, that's, that's when we mourn, right? He, he doesn't kind of say when it is. He just says, there is a time for it. There's a time for all of these things. And then there's a line in Ecclesiastes 3. It's in verse 11 where I think he, he kind of capstones it. He, he, he summarizes his whole theology of time. And it's beautiful. He says, he, says he, he has made everything beautiful in his time. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has made the morning and the weeping, and the laughing. He has made it all beautiful in his time. And I'm reminded as, as I, I sat on that verse, right, that the fullness of time that Paul was talking about is not the time when Roman roads happened to be invented. I mean, you think about the absurdity of that thought that God was somehow in heaven just being like, you know, they got the wheel on me, right? That just, that doesn't make a lot of sense, like that God was waiting for that moment, right? They're so close and they could just invent, okay, and now, right, that that the fullness of time has nothing to do with Roman roads. You don't want to, you want to know when the fullness of time is? The fullness of time is when God says it is. That's the revelation, that God is the arbiter, that, that God is the one who understands all time and it is only in his time, which is the fullness of time, where things are made beautiful. And I don't know about you, but I'm actually really glad that it's God's time, right? Because I, I've tried to do a lot of things in my life and still do in my time, and usually they're not that beautiful. In fact, most of the time when, when I'm doing things in, in my timing and with my plan, it's like a whole lot of anxiety and a whole lot of striving and a whole lot of stress. And you kind of feel that like, I got to make this happen. And Anyone ever been there? And I got to punch through this wall. I got to get this thing to happen. And, and, and it kind of makes me just reflect and thank God and remember that God doesn't make things beautiful in my time. He makes things beautiful in his time. And God sent in his son in his time, and it is his time that is, maybe it was that. And you know what? Until we get to glory, we're not going to know. It. But what we can know is that God, when God says it is time, it is time because his time is the fullness of time, and in his time, all things are made beautiful, Amen. which means And I'm sure you've heard people say this before, but I'll say it again. If it's not beautiful, then he's not done. It doesn't mean there's not suffering along the road. It doesn't mean there's not pain. It doesn't mean there's not challenges and valleys and seasons that we walked through, right? It just means that the story is not fully written by God until it's beautiful. Because in his time, he makes all things beautiful. God came to the earth in his time. God is coming again in his time. God is working in your life in his time. God is healing all things in his time. And it is his time that is the fullness of time. And it is his timing that makes all things beautiful. Friends, if I could give you an encouragement... As we enter into Christmas and a new year just just over the horizon, right? Do not settle for your time or your schedule or your. Sit back and say, God, I may want this now, but what do you say about it? I may feel ready now, but God, what do you say about this? Because you don't want something if it's not in God's time. He's never late, He's never early. Whenever the time is, is when he says it is the time. Find rest, my friends, in the magnificent timing of God. He will not let you down. Find rest in that this season. Rest knowing that there were things you wanted that he said, no, not yet. And he sees a bigger story and he sees a bigger perspective. And he has a viewpoint that you and I will never have. Do not settle for the Chris appointed time or the Jessica appointed time or the Mary appointed time. Ask God for his time and rest in knowing that his time, the fullness of time, and it is his time that will make all things beautiful. Let me pray for us. And so Jesus, we bless and we thank you for your magnificent. God, we even confess to the impatience in our hearts. I confess to the impatience in my heart. Things I wanted yesterday, things I dreamed about, things that I look back and I understand why the delay, but there are some that I still sit in I do not understand. And God, we, just like so many others, we, we search for reasons and practical understanding. We, we, want it, we want it to be head knowledge, but God, you are calling us to a revelation of the heart. You're calling us to a deeper revelation, a deeper fulfillment, a fulfillment that promises us rest for our souls. To learn to trust that there is a time for everything. And when we don't see you moving at the schedule we think you should, Lord, remind us of your grace. Remind us of your peace. Remind us of your wisdom. Father, I even pray right now for anyone who's feeling that sense of impatience, anyone who may be godly, a healing, a breakthrough of some kind. Father, I pray even right now that they would experience a deep residing of your presence, a deep reminder of your faithfulness. That even though life doesn't always look exactly like we think it should, play out in the timing we wish it would, Lord God. Still your sovereignty and your love remains. And I just speak that word over any of us who feel the anxious heart tonight. I speak the word of Solomon over you tonight. That he is making all things beautiful in his time not in mine, not in yours. And so God, we bless you and thank you for your magnificent timing, your perfect timing, your perfect word. We bless you and all God's people said together,